Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now here he is, the Peabody award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Great America show. Truth, justice, and the American way. It's our way, and I'm sure yours as well. These are times that test us all, and I know we'll meet those challenges head on. But we shouldn't count on the same from our leaders. President Biden likes to approach tests, it seems, with a side shuffle. Nothing too oblique for Biden. Thinking of banning Russian oil, which will be devastating to our economy, President Biden has refused to throw the switch to finish the Keystone Pipeline and to return this country to energy independence. No, instead, he's thinking of buying more oil from the Saudis, the Iranians, and a Venezuelan dictator for good measure. I can't believe that President Biden is actually thinking of flying to Riyadh to beg the Saudis to pump more oil that he has sent representatives to Caracas to beg Maduro for more oil, that he would consider buying oil from Iran at all. What is wrong with this White House? Biden plays tough guy and sounds like he doesn't believe Putin has nuclear weapons when he should be trying to work out a peace agreement between Russia and Ukraine, in my opinion. You would think he's under the impression that the Nobel Committee awards prizes for urging war rather than seeking ways to peace. And this week, we learned that the Biden Justice Department is keeping January 6th Trump rally goers in jail. Defense attorney Joe McBride telling us this week the Justice Department is denying his clients their rights. And some of the January 6th political prisoners haven't seen their families in more than a year. McBride told us his clients, who were on Capitol Hill January 6th of last year, were there to protest what they believe was a rigged election and believe Biden's presidency is illegitimate. It turns out that three-fourths of all Republican voters have doubts about the legitimacy of the Biden presidency, and therein lies much of the reason for a divided body politic. Today, we're talking with a man who has spent untold hours and days each week since November 3rd of 2020 trying to understand exactly what happened in that election, to discover the truth, and how many who were lying and how they cheated. He spent millions of dollars out of his own pocket to analyze election results, voting records throughout the country, hiring investigators and researchers, and he's created what sounds to me like a personal law firm. He has 40 attorneys working for him to pursue the truth of it all. Our guest is a great American, a popular businessman. He's the well-known founder and CEO of his hugely successful company, MyPillow. Mike Lindell, it is great to have you with us today. I know how busy you are with all of your enterprises, your political and civic initiatives. So, so thank you for being with us. It's great to have oh, you here. 
Lou, thanks for having me on. It's an honor. With all your you're doing, uh, all you're engaged in, you have everyone understands great energy, uh, but you have so much going on. Uh, give us a sense of your priority right now uh, in all of your interests and in all of your initiatives. Well, my number one priority is getting rid of all voting machines, electronics uh, for the before the 2022 election, or we uh, or we quite frankly we're going to lose our country forever. Get rid of all of them in every all of them, every brand, ESNS, Diabold, Heart, Smartmatic. It's like a criminal crime family. If you look at a, a a mafia chart, you know there's a guy at the top, and they're all they're all tied together, and they all uh, um, they all were used to steal the or to commit the biggest crime I believe in history, just because of what it'll manifest to and what it already has manifested to. Now, when you say, Mike, one one family, one person at the top. Uh, is that a literal statement or uh, who is at the top uh, in the voting machine business? Well, I mean, you can track if you go to just the voting machines, obviously they, there's a lot of other people involved in this big crime, including the CCP out of China. But, but as far as the voting machines, I've spent millions in investigations and uh, Smartmatic, it goes all the way back to the early 2000s with Smartmatic being, the, I believe, the earliest one. And they, uh, they've they had different spinoffs. You you know, you still take something in this country, you do something here in this country, and, and then you have all these spinoff brands. Uh, you know, this they sell this to this person, and you got, got Dominion, Diabolt, Heart. Um, all these subsidiaries are all these, they're all tied in a big, uh, in a big network. You can... If you, if you, uh, um, but I would say Smartmatic's the mothership. Of course, the one mostly in the public eye because everyone, because you learn their name is Dominion because they, they're the ones that went out and sued, uh, and sued over two hundred people, or, um, um, or um, have sent them threatening letters. I mean, I think it could even be as high as three hundred. Uh, that's just that's just an incredible thing that you don't show what you've done or what you're what you're hiding but yet you just sue and threaten people that's that's racketeering that's mafia is is yeah well i, I just want to see, i think i should point out uh that uh, you and i both uh, are uh, defendants uh, in separate suits uh, uh those suits brought by uh smartmatic in my case uh, against uh, Fox uh, and uh, and myself and several other people at Fox, uh, I wanted to make that clear. Uh, you mm -hmm. you actually am I correct in this? You actually sued Smartmatic before they sued you, right? Oh, absolutely. That was months ago, and uh, and I actually actually asked Dominion to sue me. I wanted them, you know, I had to ask Dominion to sue me. Um, I went you very had public. You had, to, yeah. you had to ask them. Oh, yeah. Well, they were suing everybody and everybody and, and suing everybody and their brother. And so was Smartmatic. You know, Smartmatic sued Fox. It was really strange how this went down. They sued Fox, and that was about all they sued. Uh, and then Dominion just started suing everybody. And Eric Coomer, the uh, president of Dominion over out in Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, they just started this big lawfare against everybody and to silence our voices. And, and I said, you know what, I was on January 9th, I got all this evidence that 
100% proves that they were all in on it. And, uh, and, uh, boy, they, and they wouldn't sue me. I didn't make sense because they didn't, they didn't. Uh, so I actually had to go to, I went to the daily beast. I have a, a, a guy over there that I've been for four or five years now, his name is Swin. And, and I said, uh, Swin, and he's pretty fair for a left-wing uh, um, um, journalist because he always lets me he always lets me quote me he quotes me exactly then he writes his garbage around it and and I said Swin I said why don't you go this is after uh, where they silenced they, they went I call it going fox on someone the media had went completely silent on me this is in January early February and I said Swin why don't you go uh go over and see if Dominion's going to sue me. Why haven't they sued me? They sued everybody else. And he goes, okay. I said, why don't you be a real journalist and go do that? So he went over there and he said, yep, Dominion's going to sue you, Mike. And I said, oh, really? I said, uh, well, why don't you write an article about it? And he did. He put uh, Dominion's going to, it's eminent. They're going to sue Mike Lindell. And uh, three days go by, Lou, three, four days. And I said, I had to call this Dominion wasn't suing me. So I had to call up Swin and I said, Swin, um, you better get over to the Daily Beast and tell him to hurry up or you're going to be known as fake news. And uh, and he uh, he went over there. It took another two days, I think, for them to finally get around to suing. But, um, you know, under and the way it, for back then, Lou, I needed to get that lawsuit out there against me for a couple of reasons. One is it put me back. All the journalists then started calling me from morning till night, you know. Um, Dominion suing you. Dominion suing. I said, did you did you hear about the China attacking our country and and uh, um, Dominion and all these and uh, them attack through the cyber attack? And this was this incidentally too. Uh, I had made the movie Absolute Proof, so none of them rotten journalists actually had even bothered to watch the movie that came out February fifth, twenty twenty one. And I'm the only one out there holding my hand up. And the media was attacking me every day from morning till night. And on February 5th at 9 a.m., that movie dropped, which 150 million people watched. And almost in its entirety, the average watch time was an hour and 56 minutes. Well, the right. media went the media went fox on me, Lou. They all went fox on me. Nobody talked. And that was bad media, too. So that's why I'm... This went on for two or three weeks. And, you know, I lost box stores and everything. They quit even talking about anything about me because they knew I was right over target. I'd put this movie out with all the evidence. Well, here, here, um, when Dominion finally sued me, then they couldn't resist. They all started calling me in the morning. One journalist after another started at 7 a.m. And she calls up and I go, did I, let's say her name was Cheryl. I go, Cheryl, did you, Cheryl, did you bother and watch? absolute proof she goes no mike but dominion suing you dominion suing i said shame on you you're i said all you horrible journalists you didn't even bother and watch the movie of what i've been talking about for that our whole country's been involved in this you know this was um that um after january 6th it was january 9th when i actually got this evidence anyway so i said cheryl good news for you i made a short version it's 26 minutes long i said you can go watch it and then you call me back and you can write your hit job story about me. Well, Lou, this went on. She goes, Mike, Mike. And I said, don't worry. I'm sure none of the other journalists bothered to do their job either. So I said, you'll be the first one, I promise you. So she goes and she watches it. In the meantime, two more had called me. This went on all morning. Every single journalist in our country that called me that morning, of, or that morning Dominion sued me, 
none of them had bothered to watch that movie absolute proof and i get i made each one of them it was like herding cats i made each one of them go watch them that short version 26 minutes long then they did their hit piece on me dominion sued mike lindell for 1.3 billion and they also sued my pillow shame on them rotten the rotten dominion i mean they they went after uh they not only were part of the biggest crime in history but then they had to attack my pillow too which had nothing to do with the 2700 us employees and stuff but i want to say one more thing on that on that morning it was kind of funny my my last reporter that called she's she's really uh, i'm not even going to put her name out there but um and but she is she always over talks me she never she just so she'll over talk me and she's just a little snot to put it bluntly and um she calls up and she says um mike dominion dominion sued you um and uh, I'll, I'm going to say her name is Sue. So I said, Sue, you just like everyone else. You, did you watch the movie? And I knew she didn't watch it. She goes, no, no, no. But Dominion Sue, do you tell me this? And I go, you're going to go watch this movie just like everyone else, or you're going to lose my number and you're never going to get, I'm going to block you. You're never going to get the hit jobs you guys love so much. So I said, you either go watch this or I said, you can lose my number and I'm going to block you. So she goes, oh, okay. So she goes, Lou, I timed her. She she called me back 19 minutes later, and and it, it's a 26 minute show, and I and I go I go Sue did you watch it Yeah yeah I watched it Dominion Sue do you tell me about it I go Really what was in the movie She said something stupid that wasn't in the movie and I go <laughs> I go wrong answer Sue I go Now you get to go watch the two hour version which she did She had to go watch the whole two hour version because she lied and uh, <laughs> but that's how that was my that's how it went back then but. You know, for a year now, that's all I had, Lou, is the left media, the bad media, because if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be able to get the word out because of the foxes of the world that went completely fox on me, silent. And and that's a shame because we've lost our conservative media out there in order to get all these things that happen, the great news that's happening now, that's happened around our country and everything getting revealed. It's like... Um, it's like I told the president when I interviewed him, our real president, of course, I've never talked to whatever is in the White House, but, um, but they, uh, I've, uh, I told him, I said, nowadays, it seemed like right after November 3rd of 2020, we went into this twilight zone period where, you know, everything was, you'd say, hey, it's the old thing, a tree falls in the forest. If no one's there to hear it, did it really fall? Well, we had the media telling us there isn't a forest. What do you mean? There's no forest. You know, evil was good. Good was evil. You know, that's a tree. No, it's not. It's a steak sandwich. I mean, this is insanity. What what happened back then? Yeah. And it still is still going on. It is still going on, and uh, it, it's it's deeply troubling to to millions of people right now in this country, uh, because every every corporate owned news outlet has, in mm-hmm. one degree to another. Uh, turned into uh, a, a a propaganda machine. Uh, yep. They have a they have a tack they're going to take. They triangulate some issues and they push others. Uh, it, it's fascinating to watch as uh, in my position now as the host of this podcast to watch media perform. It is it's truly <laughs> disgusting. It's, I mean, it really yeah, is. It really is, and you know, Lou at the. People, you know, I, I believe God prepared me for this time. You know, he blessed me with a big platform and a big mouth, right? Well, um, you know, but back in the day, you know, if you read my book, I, I was very, 
I wouldn't talk to people. It was if you'd have told me I'd be speaking in public. I mean, uh, you know, I had a fear of rejection. You can't get rejected if you don't talk. And I was, you know, in my story being an ex addict and everything. And the, uh, I had to have, uh, um, you know, a lot of addiction, people, things people get addicted to, you use them for false courage. And, and man, if you'd have told me I'd ever be talking and, and, uh, be the focal point of, of attacks by the media and everything else. But, but we had good training. We, uh, back in, uh, um, when I, you know, I was never political and, you know, I come out of crack addiction. God freed me of that in January 16, 2009, but I had never voted. I didn't know anything about politics. I didn't know a filibuster from a millibuster. I didn't know a Republican from a Democrat. And, uh, and that's the truth. I didn't think politics affected no. me. And when I went to make the I, Donald Trump reached out to me in the summer of 2016 to in a private meeting, just him and I, and he wanted to know about, you know, Mike, you do all your manufacturing here. And, and, uh, I said, yeah. And I, and I, and I said, uh, they told me whatever you do, don't tell me you're a crack addict. I said, you know, I was a crack addict and I kind of looked at him and, and I said, and I, uh, I'm going to have this network that's going to, the Lindo recovery network, that's going to help millions of addicts. He goes, and I'm going to stop the drug drugs pouring into our country. And, and, uh, just, it was this amazing conversation of a guy that it had, problem solution and he seemed to know what they would manifest to and he had a perfect per, a proven track record in business but i was so impressed when i left him lou that i i went and asked his employees i said is this is this the real deal and they go this was august 15th of 2016 now right but you know he was already it was a month before the election a few months right. before and and they said uh they go, oh yeah, and they told me great stories about him. They, you know, if you find out a lot about people if you ask their employees about them, you know, and you can find a lot about a person. Every one of them said great things, even personal stories and how he had helped them. And I went back to Minnesota, and I did a press release my against my board's advice. My board's going, whatever you do, don't don't do this. We're going to lose half our customers. And I said. I walked out of that board meeting and I, and I got out there. My CMO came out. She goes, we didn't get this far by you not listening to God. I went back to that boardroom. I go, we didn't get this far by me not listening to God. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do a press release. Cause so what I did is I did Good this press you. release and all I did was say, I met, I met this guy that, you know, Donald Trump. I said, I met him. Didn't even say what we talked about Lou. And I was the media's darling back then. They'd say, all the media in Minnesota yep. and stuff, and even the national media. Mike, how many employees you hire this week? How fast are you going to walk across the street? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I did that press release, Lou, and it was completely silent. <laughs> it was silent. And then a day later, it hit. The attack started. The, the bots and trolls, I thought they were real people then. They It hurt me. They were bad-mouthed in my company. They were calling. We had people, you know, the text message and emailing coming into my call center and and we're going and we thought it was real that these were real people some of them were but it was just this hate and even the the cameramen or the camera people the news outlets they just started you know calling me a racist and all these things and i'm going my friends downtown i'll tell you where i used to hang out in the bad parts of minneapolis they're going yeah you're about as far from racist as the man on the moon and and uh but it but it hurt back then i'm going what's yep. going on and then the better business bureau took me from an A plus to an F took me from an A plus to an F because they said I ran my ads too long. And it turned out that was all because I went in all in on to help or to uh, for Donald Trump. And, 
by the way, it's still an F, Lou. That's just fantastic. I mean, the crooked better, the crooked rotten better business bureau, and uh, which is a paper play organization. Well, anyway, the point I'm saying is we got attacked back then and we made it through. And then we got attacked one more time when I spoke at the Rose Garden speech. We got attacked then. And then we got attacked in the summer of 2020 when these guys were bringing me all these cures and therapeutics for the China virus. And, right. and I got attacked on CNN there. And But the bots and troll, everybody attacked our company. So we had good training for when this happened last year. Uh, at least my employees had such courage and such faith. And I, I just can't mm. commend them enough that they are just awesome that I have 2,700 of them where I can be out doing what I want to help this country. And I don't have to, I can have a piece that things are getting done back there with my pillow. Your employees. I, I, I don't think probably, I, I, I think probably most people don't think about a, a, a very successful entrepreneur, a businessman like yourself, Having to worry also, you know, there's an old saying that if you're the boss, that means you work for everyone else. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's, and that's so true. Right. Your, your turnover, uh, your loyalty of your employees, uh, are, are they still uh, loyal? Yeah, it's a, Is there still it's amazing. Turnover? It's amazing. When you come to my pillow, it's a career. And, and Lou, one of the things that happened that hurt me last uh, people say, you know, you lost $70 million in box stores alone uh, when they all started canceling me uh, after uh, after I got that evidence and then I went public, with, very public with it. And they, uh, um, they, they started canceling me one after another. Well, one of the ones that canceled me that really hurt, you know, I've shifted. I was able as a CEO and to shift. We lucky, you know, very blessed that we were in direct sales. And I know, you know, we're kind of a you know, God has taught me, I mean, or I've taught, he's blessed us so much to be able to kind of have in some ways an anomaly in, in direct sales. But one of the things that hurt me the most back then, when you say I was very much worried about my employees, but if I didn't stand up, I wouldn't have a company anyway. And I knew that. And my employees knew, you know, that every time, you know, they had seen me survive and seen us survive. And we're like a big family. Uh, we have every every walk of life, blacks, white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, Democrats, Republicans, uh, liberals, conservative. We it unified us back then. But one of the things that happened was Costco, rotten Costco. What they did was different <laughs> because co- with Costco, Lou, they I have I have over 100 families that all they did, they didn't, they don't even really have homes. They, they would do these, these road shows for Costco's and they, you know, like home shows and fairs. Mm-hmm. And they, they were for years, we were Costco's number one selling product, just like every other box store in the country, including the, the corrupt or terrible shopping channels, but uh, QVC and HSN. But um, uh, anyway, what Costco did, they tried to go under the radar and say, Oh, we're going to follow our contract or whatever. Then they lied to me and said, you know what, Mike, we're not going to carry betting products anymore in roadshows. I said, well, that's a big lie. I said, you waited two months now because it was like end of February, early March of, of 2021 when they decided they, they kind of went, everybody attacked and all the box stores went down and they were all in the news, bed, bathroom, beyond and Coles and everybody was boycotting them in the, the U S everyone got behind me and just was, attacking those stores for doing this horrible cancel culture. But Costco kind of waited two months. 
And when they did it, Lou, I hit I hit them hard because you know what? Those people, I don't have, I didn't have jobs to replace what they're, you know, that was their livelihood. And that hurt me so much. I did, I did end up able, most of them, I was able to get where they could work from home in sales and uh, but some of them could never, I could never get that replaced. And that, that hurt me that Costco hurt some of my employees and that I'll never forget that. That just, you know, so they had a week's worth of, I just went after them. It's like how you, how horrible that these box stores were and shopping channels to do this to a company that was their number one selling products ever. And, and it all because you were standing up for President Trump, standing up for election integrity, yep. standing up, calling for investigations. Yeah. Uh, and it, I mean, that's just it's yep. I, I, I'm one of those people who uh, doesn't doubt a word of what you say, uh, because in point of fact, I've I've seen the cancel culture up. Close right. and personal. Well, well, you know, you know what they wanted. Here's the, but it's it, terrible. Here's the, yeah, it is horrible. And here's the bottom line. Um, Lou is they their thing on January 7th, a very important day in history of 2021, not January 6th, January 7th. Um, well, here, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back here. The the um I'm gonna explain where I believe, you know, this is why I believe God's had his hand in all of this a hundred percent is because the odds when January 4th came, I mean when November 4th came of 2020, when we all got up, we're going, what? You're living in this twilight zone for a week. And, and like I watched Arizona, I'm going, how could it take a week or 10 days to count 2%, but we all lived in this. And then, and then you started seeing that all of a sudden um, um, you've seen Fox not talk about it, um, you know, and these things that were happening. I started seeing just these deviations, right? Well, anyway, what are the odds with all the evidence that poured out that no judge looked at it, not one judge, not one judge. Antrim yep. County, Michigan came a little later, and that was a down ticket that that judge ended up even looking at. It. All the judges said no. The Supreme Court said no, we're not going to look at this. All these things happened. The odds of all that happening, the odds of news outlets not reporting stuff, the odds of a machine company starting lawfare. If these things hadn't happened, we would have lost our country forever. I've said this on Jimmy Kimball. You know, if they would have gave it, let's say on December 14th, you'd have gave the Supreme Court would have gave it back to Donald Trump said, yep, there was election crimes. We we redid this in three states and and he's the actual winner. And let's put him back in. If that would have happened, Lou, we would have never found out all the things we found out now over this last year or year because it's been, exactly right. It's stuff that is, has shown evil has shown its head. And I will tell you, one of the biggest miracles is is the runoff in Georgia and that runoff in Georgia. Now, I don't even know if I told you this story or not, but this is I'm down in Georgia with the president. He was doing this rally and and um, all of a sudden it hit me and I'm going, wait a minute, because I'm a marketer and I'm going, OK, if they if I if if they take both of these, if they give back one Republican because they had total control of the machine, they have total control of everything, you guys. So if I'm them, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to say, give them back a Republican. So they shut up about this election, these election crimes, because they were a point that they thought it all be sealed. You know, by then they didn't expect all this uh, 
um, all this evidence to pour out over those two months. And, and uh, so anyway, I got, I sat and prayed there. I go, God, please, please let them steal both the seats so that they, um, both Senate seats go to the Democrats. And everyone's going, Mike, you, you did it to our country. I'm going, no, because here's, <laughs> here's the thing, Lou, here's the thing. If they would have been smart, they would have gave a Republican back. If they gave a Republican back, everybody, 90 some percent of the people would have said, oh, just we got we still have the Senate. We'll get them back in 2022. And and, uh, you know, we'll uh, just campaign harder and, and 2024. And there was no and they and they're there. They would have got complacent. But yep. when but when but when they took both those Senate seats, uh, I'll bet half this country went. Oh no! Now what are we gonna do? Now, now, how much? You, your heart just sunk. I remember everybody. Mine did. I was, I was relieved. Going, you know what? All these people now are gonna wake up, and they did. They did wake up, and they're going, hey, there's election crime. But then what happened? January sixth. If anybody doesn't think that was planned to suppress everybody and put fear into everybody, they're wrong. So here comes January sixth which leads into January 7th. On the morning of January 7th, or by afternoon on January 7th, this country, you could not find anybody speaking out about election crime. Everybody went into fear. They tried to take away our voice forever that day. Donald Trump, they took his Twitter, 100 million people or whatever it was, but Lou, 1.2 million people and platforms Got or and uh, and the podcast is up. Got deplatformed. One point two million. That's just the ones we know of that that where they suppressed them on Facebook, Vimeo, Twitter, all these different things. Mike, can you believe even today? And I'm very serious about this. You, you and I have seen a lot. Uh, you've uh, you've seen this thing up close uh, for well since 2020. Can you believe? that actually social media got away with banning the president of the United States from their platform. It's, 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 it's bizarre. It's bizarre. I figured that they would, I, if, like I say, they, they went for everything. That was the day they tried. Lou, remember we're uh, back in the day when, with black and white TVs, when I was a kid, you'd turn them off and they would go down to that little tiny blue dot. And yep. then you'd right before the went out, you'd turn it back on. It would come back to life. Well, they yep. tried to turn out the lights on us that day forever. Our voice be gone forever. And, and that would have been and Ronald Reagan's thing. If the lights go out here, they go out everywhere. Remember when he said that? And I'll tell you, that's what they tried to do on January 7th. All the social media platforms, all the, all the mainstream media, all the outlets, everyone they, they well, that, and then you know and they uh and that's what they tried to do and that's why you know uh, and i what are the odds that i get the evidence on january 9th and and this evidence explained to me one thing lou i want to i want everyone to understand that this was different i have spent two months of my life every day from morning till night looking at deviations in this election that's all I do with my pillow every day. If I, I look at deviations, I have 5,000 radio, TV stations, news stations, whatever, um, TV shows. And I'll see, like, let's say, wow, this uh, this um, newspaper that normally does, let's say it's a Dubuque newspaper, normally does this amount, and it does five times that amount. 
it's a deviation. You find out why it did better or why it did worse. Or let's say it's one spot on Fox or CNN or it's a commercial. And all of a sudden you get this big, you have to have a different input to change the output. It's the power of numbers. So I spent two months, two months from morning till night till I could, I just kept going, how can this be? This is impossible. This is impossible. All these number impossibilities across our country. And, but one of the things that bothered me the most that was unexplainable to me was all the non-residents that voted in every state. And, and I'm going, people are good people. They didn't just march across Minnesota into Wisconsin and vote for Biden. I, I mean, it didn't make sense to me. I'm going, uh, and, and then on January 9th, I get this evidence that's, you know, that 100% explains it was done through this massive cyber attack through computers, through these machines, and it made sense. So I'm going, wow. And I'm, and I was kind of humble, Lou, going, why, you know, why me? In fact, Jimmy Kimball said it on TV, why, why do you think, Mike, that of all the people, blah, 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 I go, I don't know. Maybe God p- p- placed it that way for such a time as this, because I had a big mouth and I'd already been on TV three mil- almost four million times up to that point. I didn't change. The only thing that changed is the media and stuff did not want to hear what I had to say from that point on. So they tried to destroy me every single day for a year now. Um, and that's and that's everybody. I consider the platform we have, that's why I tell everybody we are so much better every day we wake up because our voices are getting bigger every day. Like your podcast here, Lou, they, they, you know, the stuff they tried to do, I'm going to just say Fox had to be in on it or you couldn't have pulled this off. I believe when, when Smartmatic came and sued or Dominion, whichever one that came and sued, because they were sued early by one, when they, I believe, and I've said it before. Smartmatic, Fox, I believe. Okay. Well, Smartmatic came in and said, I believe Fox said, Smartmatic, come and sue us so we can get rid of Lou Jobs. I really believe that. That's my belief that they, they did not want any more voices on Fox. The people that were speaking out, everyone that's still there can't talk about the election crimes. It's a shame. Some of them are friends of mine. I have, I, you know, if they could, they need to make a choice. They're either going to end up being part of this or they're going to, they're either traitors or heroes. And I don't care. There isn't enough money in the world that would make me, um, you know, to not speak out back then like I did. And you know how many people have spoke out and lost everything Every single thing, especially like when the mandates started coming, all that, they would just lose everything because their principles, their moral compass of what's right, what needs to be done at this time in our history. And I do, I plead, I plead to the, you know, the people that are at Fox that are still there and go, you know what? Imagine if they came out and just said, hey, um, you know, it's uh, we need to we need to report this uh Supreme Court complaint that's coming out. We need to report the what's going on to decertify Wisconsin right now, to decertify Arizona. Instead of this little blip when they worked hard on that Maricopa audit, it says nothing to see here. Fox stuck his head out of its out of its uh, hole, foxhole, after a year and stuck its head out and said, "Yep, Biden won Arizona." And then the night and the day that they put down the decertification, Fox came out and said, "Donald Trump lied. Arizona was not." There was no front crime in Arizona, and it's a shame, Lou. That's where we're at nowadays. It's the it's the media, but you got you know what? We are winning. Our voices are getting bigger and bigger every day. I'll say one more thing about that: is 
Remember back in the day, Lou, when we uh, when they had a commercial back in the oh, I think it was the early '80s. It was a shampoo commercial. And it says, and they tell two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on, and they right. tell two, and they tell two. Well, I I always remember that commercial. That's basically saying word of mouth would spread about good things or even bad things for that matter, right? We didn't have the internet then. Well, then when you had, then all of a sudden you get social media and you get, and and uh, even cable expands and everything expands, TV expands, but social media booms up, blows up on the scene in the early 2000s. Well, then you tell 5,000 people and they tell 50,000, they tell 5 million, and then the, like in the president's case on Twitter, they tell a hundred million. So our reach was just huge. Yeah. Well, what they did, what they did, this whole thing, the setup of last year was to kill our voice and bring it down to zero. Well, you know what? Back then in the month of January of 2021, nobody was saying nothing. Nobody was saying anything in February. Nobody was saying anything in January or in uh, March. And the media this is where I kept taking attacks and it didn't bother me. I want to apologize to all the media out there that attacked me. I used you. I'm sorry, guys. All you rotten <laughs> journalists out there. I used you. I used you. And I used you. And you were part of helping get not kill our voice because you were the only voice we had. Thank you very much. You all know who you are. And I just want to put that out there because um, if they um, because now Lou, we're getting back to that point. Where now with these new platforms, I've got frankspeech.com. We've got podcasts like yours. You've got um, um, all these. You've got the, the president's new true social coming out. All these platforms, Getter, your gabs of the world. These things, this off of what's happened. And it happened very fast, actually. And our voices each day are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's almost back to, hey, you tell two friends and you're telling 500 or whatever. And I right. tell everybody, I tell everybody every day that what you can do every single day when you hear things, quit watching Fox. You're not going to hear stuff. That's all election deflection. I call it election deflection. Okay. You're going to, you're going to hear the real thing is while you're watching that you're losing your country. Okay. So you need to, you need to get, you need to tell people what's going on with the fixing 2020 first and, you know, and what, the, and, and what these, uh, uh, the that, little victories, the victories within the victories. That, let's talk about that in the context of what you're doing. Uh, you talked at, uh, at the outset about the evidence that you have. Uh, mm -hmm. You talked about China's involvement. Uh, yep. let, let's kind of, let's go into that a bit. Uh, oh, I want to say okay. one other thing. Uh, when you brought up Fox, uh, lots of people, I'm sure, were waiting for me to make a comment about the lawsuit against Fox <laughs> and myself. Uh, I'm going to uh, be restricted on that because uh, because of the lawsuit. Uh, right. But uh, I, I'm delighted to hear your comments uh, and your your views. Uh, yeah. But I do want to turn to the evidence uh, uh, okay. to China's involvement and uh, learn more about that. Right. Well, what we've had now, obviously, there's more that comes out every day, but we've had enough evidence since last year. The evidence I got on January 9th of 2021 was uh, when you take, um, they're called PCAPs and they're cyber stuff. So everything we have goes through the, it goes through the internet or whatever. And 
don't believe for one second, every single machine, they're all on the internet. How do you think you get, it gets to you guys? I mean, it's uh, and some of them are even pre-programmed. So let's just, uh, uh, but anyway, everything you have that passes through like your Verizons and stuff, it goes through these, it goes through internet, it goes through routers. I've learned a lot about this stuff, um, but you can capture that. And, and you capture it, it's forever preserved in time. If you were, if you were there the night of the election, let's say, and you and you took a, um, um, a picture, it's like taking a picture in time and it can't be changed. It can't be changed like, a, it'd be like you and I back in uh, 1970, taking a picture of us out in front of Mount Rushmore. When you looked at that picture back then, back then you couldn't change it. If you did alter it, like put the, put a color crayon or something on it, you'd say, ah, that's been altered. Well, that's the way these captures are. And, and when you, um, when you capture it, they're timestamped, you can't change it. You can't alter it. It is what it is. So they've, uh, when I was brought, I was brought 30 some terabytes of information from of different individuals that brought this, uh, that got this to me because I became like a hub of a wheel where people were bringing me everything because of my, my voice, right? Because I'm right. out there. And uh, so they would get it to me somehow, someway here, you had this, you had this, but, but realize the same picture that one guy takes is that is the same. If you opened up a machine or opened up a router, if it's captured in time, it's the same picture. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you and I have a different picture. It's the same exact picture if we took it at the same time. And these are time stamped. Okay. So now that's coming. Now, now set that aside over here. I spent five months validating that hundred percent, 100% true. Got with different cyber white hat hackers. I had look at it. I spent millions of dollars, Lou, not only in bed, this is the first half of 2021 where I spent all, a lot of money hiring cyber, cyber guys, um, some that you had worked for the government, some that still do work there, different groups to make sure it was all accurate. And, uh, and then hiring attorneys, attorneys and cyber guys, I think it's and, and investigators. I, I also hired in, in, to investigate um, the people that had done this to me or that attacks, you know, that had attacked the box stores and stuff. Cause I figure obviously if you find out who's, who's trying to cover it up or attack the, then you're going to find out who is behind it all. Now in those cyber things, That's a 90, you know, yeah. And 90% of all, imagine a mother computer running everything that because it happened in every state in the country, including Alaska and Hawaii, it's a cyber attack guys. It's like, Everybody wrap your head around that. They happen every day with gas pipelines. They happen. Visa, MasterCard, my pillow. They get attacked. Everybody in business knows that. You got you have antivirus stuff on your computer. All this stuff. You have good geeks, and then you have bad geeks, bad guys. So when you have a cyber attack and they break in, uh, what happens? Like in our government's case, like with the pipeline thing or that time that gas line, they find out who did it. Okay, let's say Russia did it or whoever did it, and they fix it and they try and go you know go um you know arrest whoever did it or whatever but usually it's because it's another government or these cyber guys it's hard to catch them um but they they patch it they make they make the protection better stronger and the ones that cut in 
it's usually just involves money because it's all a big cycle. Then the bad guys get good again and they break through again. And then they go, it's a big endless circle with technology. We are in the age of cyber warfare. Right now, what's going on with Russia? This will all it's all gonna be cyber and and we are not prepared in the United States. That's a fact. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. But but what but what happens if you hack into an election, it only takes one time and you lose a country. And, and with the computers, they go horizontal, Lou. They go horizontal, especially if you have the software that's embedded in your Smartmatics and your and your Dominions and all these and ESNS, uh, the ESNS out of Nebraska, out of Omaha, Nebraska. I, I don't mention them enough there because I told them, you want to sue me, bring it on. I'm waiting for you, ESNS. Um, so anyway. Um, so I, I, I want to interject just for a moment, Mike. Here, because, yep. uh, well, I was going to say there. So what I'm saying, Lou, we found out 91% of all the attacks originated in China. 91%. Uh, 91% of all the cyber for these master slave type thing where you can track back the IPs and everything to China. Um, and they, um, you know, so you, you, when you asked about the China part, but go ahead. Yeah. I, well, let, let's continue with that. Uh, that attack okay. occurred on election night. Right. It was before day. the, it was before the, uh, the stuff I have with that goes from November 2nd through, I believe the 8th, November 8th, they were still doing stuff after now. Now there's also, that's just one aspect. But now you realize what's happened since then, this last year, you have all these states, um, let's just take Wisconsin, or they did the audit in Maricopa County. So those right. poor guys, or poor people, they went through seven or nine months worth of mud fighting the Republicans to, to let's see what's inside here. We have a big problem here in Arizona. And Donald Trump won Arizona by 270,000 votes, and they say he lost by 10,000. So they... <laughs> they do this audit and and they, it's one subpoena after another that they stop and they stop and it's these Republicans, the crooked Republicans showed their head. And I don't even know if you call them rhinos, Lou, I call them criminals. When you have Doug Ducey, the governor of Arizona, the governor of Arizona, if you remember back, everybody take yourself back in time. They had four hearings, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis and they had a hearing, a 10-hour evidence hearing. One of them was in Arizona. The right. only media outlets that showed up was RSBN TV and OAN. Fox wasn't there. Newsmax wasn't there. Nobody was there. No ABC, CBS, nobody. You know what you heard on Fox that day? One hour into the evidence, Doug Ducey and the Attorney General and Secretary of State, I found out later they were in on it too. They turned in and said, our electors are go for Biden. They turned in their electors without even bothering to see the next nine hours of the evidence. It's a shame, Lou. What I've done since then, you know, we've grabbed, you know, so I had all that cyber stuff. But then since then, I had the cyber symposium last last summer and uh, in August of last summer. And it was probably it'll go down as one of the most successful events in history because all 50 states were there. Nobody won the five million dollars to say that the data I had was uh, wasn't from the 2020 election because it was all true. When that cyber symposium ended, the media went fox on me for 17 days. There wasn't one story written about me. It was like a record. Then on the 17th day, it said 
Mike Lindell, Mike Lindell sold his airplane. He, has, he had to sell his airplane, his failed cyber symposium, and his Dominion lawsuits have just took it all out of him. Bye, Mike. As I'm flying around in my airplane going, oh, finally, they're finally they're going to say something. And, uh, you know, I chewed out that guy and I actually delete. He, he was blocked for my number for three months. But anyway, so at the cyber symposium, I didn't realize it at the time, the huge success, because all 50 states were there. They all went back to their prospective states because I had shown where every state had happened, whether you were in Alabama, which 110,000 votes. Donald Trump got taken away from him. 110,000 just in Alabama. In 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 South Dakota, 40,000. We have all the numbers, okay? So, you know, and the big the most state that votes were taken from him was California, 1.5 million. Right. And then you had second in the nation was was Florida and Texas, almost a million each. This was over the whole country. And and I told people at the cyber symposium, I said, you know, you know, let's just say that uh, in the state of Texas, if it would have came in, um, Biden won six million to Donald Trump's hundred thousand. Everyone would say um, there's a there's a computer error, a computer glitch. And but so in in other words, that would have been a big enough deviation where everyone in the country, whether no what no where you're at politically, or even if you're not in mathematics, you're going to go. Um, that's definitely a mistake. And so when they had to do to do this, when you do it with a cyber attack and you can dilute the whole swimming pool, if you add if you add red ink to a swimming pool and you put it all in one spot, they go, um, that's not water there. But if you dilute it over the whole pool so where you can't see it and it's and it's equalized throughout our whole country in every county and every state, that's what happened. But now, these, are, count, these people are, went back to their prospective states. And it's since that time, Lou, it's been amazing. Every state has approached me. I have 40 some lawyers now, uh, 15 cyber teams. I mean, it's crazy. It's just amazing, actually. Well, that I mean, that is fascinating. I, I want to turn to what are you going to do with this evidence now? What are, well, now are, we've gotten what we did, Lou, is after the cyber symposium, I started, we started getting with all these people calling and we put together teams and we've got, I've got what's called the cause of America I put together. That's on frankspeech.com. It's like a hub of the wheel. It's an organization that I put together and uh, I pay it all out of my own pocket right now. And they, we, we, we reach out, we're in all the states now to all these great grassroots groups going on. So. What I've done is like, let's say it's uh, defendflorida.org. Okay. Those guys down there, they went, it's called canvassing. So what we've done is I went around to almost all these states and got their voter who registered there, which you have a right to get everybody who so I had to pay though, like 40 grand, like in Alabama, you've got to pay some states you have to pay, but you get the registered voters, the voter voters, the voter rolls who voted, and then afterwards what they took off the voter rolls so this is right from the secretary of state these are actual facts these are these are facts you can't change them okay so we get those and then we go out canvassing like the take the state of florida these guys went out canvassing and what you do is you take these voter rolls and you go wait a minute 10 people live at this one bedroom house it says they all voted so then you send canvassers out there and they find out, um, no, only one person lives there. The other nine were just names. Three of them are deceased. 
four of them live in uh, Louisiana and two of them. So they just use their names and two of them might be uh, um, illegals. It doesn't matter. It's, they're called phantom voters. So now out of those 26,000, just that one group in Defend Florida, they did 37 counties of the 67 counties in Florida so far. Of those, 4,600 names were, were not were called phantom. They were just, they were, their names were used to vote for Biden and other down tickets by the computer. So they were, they were not real. And, uh, and this is, this is what they did. They used names, inflated voter rolls across our country. And then they did it through these cyber, through the machines. Now that's why you have states like Cal like Pennsylvania. Remember they have a law in Pennsylvania. It's quite crazy. You can't have more votes than voters. What? Right. What a concept, you know, but you know what Pennsylvania did? They turned in their their electors anyway, even though they had that, Lou. It's illegal. They broke the Constitution of the United States of America. They yes. and all these states where and they broke, by the way, they broke their own constitution as well. And they broke and they, state they broke law. Their, yep. They broke their own state law. And that so many states this happened in where the secretary of states. Most of the secretary of states are crooked. I can say that because I've, I've, I've spent millions investigating. Um, I, and I say most, that's the majority of them. So that would be what, 26 out of the 50, okay, uh, or more. And, and that's a fact. They've, uh, they broke laws. They, did, they, they, they went in and changed laws, which they, the legislatures were supposed to do. They've been part of the cover-up, part of the blocks. But anyway... We go into these, I got, there's five things going on right now. We came up with a, another thing I financed was we took all the voter roll stuff where we put all the voters and all the data onto this. And we hope that this system just came out with it. The Gateway Pundit did an article on it about a week ago that it replaces a thing called ERIC. ERIC is a very corrupt uh, system where, where these votes, voter rolls are on there. And uh, they've been inflated. No one takes them off. I, I don't even know if, you, if people know who own it. It's not, uh, it's tied into, I think, I don't know how many states, uh, 10 or 15 states. But this is what they're using. That in conjunction with, you know, all these mail-in votes. But what we're doing, everybody, I'll give you a footprint of where we're at right now. So right. remember, I've told everyone about the Supreme Court complaint, what the attorney generals are doing. That is still out there. It's been, it has been changed numerous times. I want to say they're going to come out with it in March. I would say no later than April. And I, you know, I've, I'm always hopeful on that, but I don't control that. That's the attorney generals, everybody. But I will say this, the relief in that Lou, the relief is they will, it's not to pull down the election. The relief in that is to Tell these states you cannot break the Constitution like you did in the 2020 election. You cannot have Pennsylvania. You cannot turn in your electors like that. You cannot have a week of uh, after where people can just walk in with votes after the election. Uh, you can't mail out um, Michigan. You, your secretary of state cannot mail out 7 million absentee ballots. How many, people that how many attorneys general are involved in that suit? Um, they would be, you only need one, you only need one, but originally Lou, when I went state to state and talked to them all, I probably talked to at least 24 of them and what they're, what they're going to end up left with, you know, you need, um, you know, a lot of them are, don't have any courage and don't have any, 
I don't know what the word would be like. Uh, the Alabama, I was told a straight out no. Uh, Jeff Landry of Louisiana, he was another one that lied to me. And uh, um, I, think the, but they, I think the word is integrity. Yeah, integrity. Well, you know what? This is what I'm telling them all. Um, you know, you have a moral compass to protect our country and uh, your attorney generals, and you uh, you better get behind this. But there, but they. I know that there's a handful that are for sure going to get it out there. And that, so that's just one thing. Now we have four other things going on. The one is I'm coming out this week or next week with a class. Actually, it'll be probably next week. Could even be the week after. I don't, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to. I'm going to under promise and over deliver. This is a class action lawsuit. Um, it'll be the most important class action lawsuit in the history of, I believe, the world because this is so important, is these machines, all the machines are going to be, it's a defective product liability lawsuit, class action lawsuit. It's like if you have a car, Lou, and, you're, and you buy a car to go to point A, point B, and you take a left turn, but it's pulling you right, or, um, or you have bad brakes or whatever, it's a defective product. You have a recall. You, you tie it up in court. This is a huge thing. So we are, we are coming out with this. We have more, and this isn't just this isn't the cyber stuff now that I'm telling about talking about. This is all the stuff that has happened in our country, like the Halderman report, where a professor in Georgia, in this case in Georgia, a couple of years ago, even he said uh, the Dominion machines are defective. They cannot be used for elections. And that's in, and that he, he even listed 16 states that are in jeopardy. Uh, we have Colorado where they deleted the 2020 election and we caught them in what they deleted. So you have, and you have all this evidence from Arizona audit in Wisconsin. Now that the report just came down there to decertify the guy did a nine month report. His name is judge Gableman. And he did a nine month report. He said, we need to decertify Wisconsin. Now all this stuff, this will all go into that defective machine thing. Now what we're doing, Lewis, we're going around every we go to every county in the country. We've got about 200, two to 300 on board already with that lawsuit that, or that complaint, I believe. Now, then we're going to go back to all the counties and say, hey, um, let's say you're the commissioner. I'm going to say, you know what, uh, Mr. Commissioner or, or clerk, whoever has the, the power to, to buying those machines, say, you know what, this happened in our county. We went and canvassed and all, look at all this, this stuff that happened right here in our backyard. Um, all these, you know, there was 10,000 votes affected here or 5,000, even down tickets. Look at this because you're getting that's right from the state, those voter rolls. Right. And then we say, you know what? We know you're the best commissioner since sliced bread. But you know what? This happened here because of those. And you point over to those machines and you say, you know what? There's also a class action lawsuit about them. We, we want you in this next election here. Even if you have a contract with them, you can do a moratorium where you don't have to use them. And we want you to use this new paper system. We have paper, Lou, that's like money. It's money on steroids. It is the best, the best um, paper, I believe, most secure paper in history. And uh, they have enough to do the whole election. And no, no, you bad media that are listening. So I don't you're talking. Make, I'm not. Um, so you, you're talking about going back to paper ballots. Go a hundred percent. Sometime by hand is the best thing you can do. Just like my pillows made by hand. Um, I'm telling you, this is. But this isn't going 
completely all the way back is because you have paper now that's a lot more secure than it was back then. This paper has, is like money. It's got these mineral things on there that you that now when you when you take them in, they never go through a machine. So you take these in, and they're all they're all sequence sequential, where each county has their own sequence of here's this person, the registered, and their exact ballot. Now we also combine it with cameras. You know, the best security in the world, Lou, is is bar none is casinos. They have the best camera and security systems known to man. They have for, they're always five years or 10 years ahead of everybody. And so we went to them and we went to, and we got, you know what, what's the best camera things to use? So we've got that where now, when you do that, when you do the count and I did a time study, I, we did a time study. So every single County can be done on election night, just like, you know, just as fast or if not faster than the machines. Um, and because because here's the key, when you count these and you're counting them right in front of a camera after every after the votes and you're counting them. Now, that is the audit. Everybody can see that. That is the audit. Now, when you finally because eventually they got to get to the end, when you download those now to the Internet, it obviously matches the audit. But a real interesting thing comes you're right on your phone. You can see just like looking at a concert ticket, another technology that's amazing. You see your vote, who you voted for, all the way down the line. You see that your vote mattered. And then if you want to go back and you want to see with the whole election, you can pull up that tape and you can see every vote that was counted in your county or precinct. It's what I what we did in machines in the in the 1970s and so we went, you know, you got to go by people that have done that have done that, that have been there, done that in any business. We went out and we had teams and this was this was other guys that I had that are they were ex-military and they're very smart IT guys. And they went out to develop this and they went and went. I said, the first thing you guys need to go, go to where they're already using paper and let's improve it. Let's improve their system. So we've got the it's it's amazing. And even if. uh even if they don't want to use that, they just want to use their their just paper. It's still a thousand times, a million times better than a machine that can that you can't see. We did a demonstration. We put a credit card on top of the machine. We had all these people in a room, these legislators, and said, "Okay, everybody, watch that credit card. Everybody, keep an eye on it. We're going to have more people because they were going to have more people watch at the poll you know, where people are voting. Can everybody see the credit card? Okay." Now let's look online here and see how much was stolen off that credit card because it's that's in a you know it's a cyber thing it's not a uh, it's not a physical thing right. and um, so we're doing that and then and so the I, I want the machines gone by August we also loot we're bringing and this will affect you um, and this will this is something I'm going to surprise you with here we now have all that what they've done what these machine companies have done. And all the evidence has come out, like in Wisconsin, the Racine County Sheriff, uh, that guy, uh, Galderman's, I mean, uh, Gableman's report, the audit that was done in in uh, um, Arizona, all these things. But we have evidence in New Hampshire. By the way, Donald Trump won New Hampshire and Minnesota. Those are a couple of bonuses for your listeners. Um, and uh, but anyway, we have I'm taking all this evidence. The third report is actually coming out this week. And that report is going to go in a thing to, uh, in a summary judgment to my judges. Remember, Dominion and Smartmatic sued my pillow and myself. 
and over a hundred or 200 other people. We're bringing that to the judge and say, you know what? They were supposed to preserve evidence in anything. When you have, when you have cases like this, you have to preserve evidence. If you don't preserve it, it's called spoliation. And that means that the jury or the judge is supposed to say, you know what? Um, you have to consider that they're guilty or whatever that would have, could have been. You got to assume the worst because they, they deleted or they threw it away. Kind of like when Hillary smashed all her devices. Right. Well, okay. So now yeah, on that, but here's the kicker. We also have what they deleted. They made a big mistake, Lou. We have everything they deleted. Uh, the cyber guy, there's pictures of it. It shows everything that happened in our country. This is right from the machines now, incidentally, that match what those terabytes I had way in the beginning. So now we have, there's there's different ways to get the same picture. We have pictures of both now. So now we're going to bring that in. And every single case in this country should be dismissed immediately by judges far and wide, including who, whatever cases are out there against you, Fox, Newsmax, everything. Then I wonder what Fox is going to use for an excuse when they don't have anything pending anymore. Or, or you think that they would report these things that we have going on. Uh, the last thing I want to say that's going on is these great states like Arizona, Michigan, um, Arizona, Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. They've been on the front lines. To, Two of them can decertify tomorrow and the other ones could go far behind. I mean, that's a case where you get three states pulled down and um, and it is in our Constitution to pull down these states. And that is a pathway to actually get Donald Trump back in office long before 2024. So there's uh, there's so many great things going on, but we just need to get the word out. Oh, that's 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 a, that's stunning news, I have to say. Uh and that, along with uh, New Hampshire and Minnesota, uh, right. if all of that can be uh, adjudicated, uh, yep. I, I would be <laughs> talk about it. It's it's a, it's a it's historic. You know, Donald Trump won Nevada, he won Arizona, he won Georgia, he won Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire. We think maybe even Maine. Uh, we actually now. We might even think Colorado. There was so much. Colorado is like the, that's where Dominion's based. And uh, what's going on in Colorado, they're using, they're actually weaponizing uh, um, law enforcement, FBI, and they bashed in at least four people's front doors and pulled little little girls down the hair with her, down the steps. This is the Tina Peters cases. And she was a county clerk. These people were just regular people and they're getting attacked and and they don't get charged. I mean, so now Tina is running for secretary of state. I mean, these are Lou, I've never seen anything like this as it, it, each state reaches out. And I was just in New Hampshire. Do you know, in New Hampshire, um, they did an audit last summer. Now, this is before the cyber symposium. A guy named Harry Hershey, Hershey and Harry Hershey did a movie in the movie Kill Chain. And this movie, everybody, was mm -hmm. called Kill Chain. And the Democrats, the Democrats in the movie, my own senator, Amy Klobuchar, I believe Kamala Harris. I mean, there were all these Democrats and Harry Hershey going, hey, these machines should not be used in elections because they can be hacked. 
They were afraid that they was gonna that they were gonna get hacked, right? They wanted them gone. They said they got to be gone. They had they had hearings, everything on this stuff. Now, when that, of course, when now that summer, uh, things changed. All of a sudden, Harry Hershney is up in New Hampshire, and they did a complete audit because they found out all the Republicans had three hundred, exactly three hundred less votes than what the machine showed. So they got three hundred votes taken off. This was actually that that even slipped out to the news back then. Of course, not on Fox, but to maybe, you know, it, word of mouth, I guess. Let's say word of mouth got everybody kind of heard about this thing going on in New Hampshire. And I'm going, you know, and everyone, when stuff like this happens, you're going, finally, we're going to get, you know, the machines are caught. They're, you know, it's over. And, and well, guess what? It's on tape. Harry Hersney deleted the cards. Deleted. It's a felony. He deleted the cards. I just did a, Lou, I just did a presentation up in New Hampshire with the gals that, that all the people there that have caught it, uh, this gal up there named Marilyn Todd, she actually had all this evidence and, and uh, they attacked her. They've arrested her with not charged her. It, you would not believe anybody that raised their hand back then just got hammered and attacked. And you wonder how deep the evil goes because it's like, they're just common citizens going, Hey, what, you know, this is, you know, I seen something and this is wrong and we need to correct it. I'm going to say one last thing that's going on that you all probably didn't hear about. Dominion and Smartmatic um, have sued or sent threatening letters to almost 300 people or outlets now. Now, what these citizens, a lot of them were in Michigan. They were just poll watchers and they got threatening letters. Letters I used to get back in the day left on my doorstep when I owed the mafia money for football bets and they were going to come and break my arms or whatever. Well, these letters that came from them to these poll watchers, one of them was even an uncle of a poll watcher in Michigan. He got this threatening letter. These people lived in fear and they went out and some of them bought home security systems, Lou, and they lived in fear for seven months. And after, finally, after the cyber symposium, when everyone, it seemed like everyone started talking about these crimes again, these people got together and they did a class action lawsuit against Dominion for sending them these threatening letters. And this it's called racketeering. It's basically yeah. racketeering. This is what the mafia did back in the day. You do this or else you behave. You don't talk or we're coming for you. And this is where we're at. And there, you know what, Lou, nowadays, and I tell this to the legislators, they're either traitors or heroes. There's nothing in between. No, and we will leave no traitor left behind. I'll tell you that right now. That's my promise. You know, as I listen to you, Mike, I'm thinking what any citizen should be able to do is to take the evidence that you have, take it to a law enforcement agency, local, yep. state, county, federal, and say, here is the evidence. And I would like you to investigate. And if, uh, if you, if the evidence concludes, prosecute the people responsible. Yeah. But we, yep. but we already know, and here is the great shame of this moment to me. We already know that the investigative agencies, and I won't say all states, but in nearly every state, would not dig into these issues, would not investigate. We know the Federal Bureau of Investigation would not investigate. We know that the Department of Justice would not investigate. We know further that courts would not, would not intercede or intervene in any way. 
despite the clear conflict in many cases, and I will include, for example, in Pennsylvania, uh, in Georgia, in Arizona and Nevada, clear indications of fraud, not, not machine fraud, but the way in which their elections were actually conducted and the way. Yep. And it doesn't even include the $417 million that Mark Zuckerberg gave out to make certain that Democratic voters went to the polls and he was driving the results. And that's just the money we know about. We don't know how else he was involved or social media or big tech, but we do know that Mark Zuckerberg did what he did and no one has challenged him whatsoever. Not, not no one. Yeah, so, it, 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 it's a shame. It, it is a shame, but I'm, I'm telling, I'm going to give everybody some hope though, Lou. I'm going to tell everybody this too. Do you realize though, you think back to 2016, and, and this is what I bring it back to God's has his hand in all this. In 2016, we look back, and one of the things that Donald Trump not only put in those three Supreme Court justices, but he also put in hundreds of other judges. And and this is what's gonna that I really believe that you know 2020 is also gonna be looked at as a miracle. That will be the miracle in history where we look back on and say, if that didn't go down just the way it did, where all of this stuff bubbles up. And as we see right now, no one's doing anything to Mark Zuckerberg. But I'll tell you, his day is coming. And this is all on a timing that's not of ours. It's all, it's all, I see little miracles happening every day. I got a whistleblower that I'm going to be dealing with just this week. And it, these, these guys that are coming forward, you because you, you kind of wonder like all the people that hit, were involved with this, you know, sooner or later, some are going to start to roll on the other ones. You know what I mean? So they right. can't afford time. And I really believe that the judges, because I'm seeing it happen now, that there's judges out there that are going to start and they're going to start getting courage. you got to realize why any judge didn't come forward back then. They kicked the can down the road. How would you like to be that judge that ends up with a horse head in his bed? I mean, I, this stuff is death threats I got. I had more, I had more threats to me then I, you can't even imagine, do you know? And, and, and I believe now that the courage is contagious. People are out there getting courage, the courage, the judges are going to get um, um, the courage, even the Supreme court, when this gets before them, they, I believe I've said it before, it's going to be nine zero. How do you not vote for something that says, Hey, you need to follow the constitution. It's a very simple order. Of course, they got to follow the constitution, but they did. So the Supreme Court, I believe, will order that. Um, well, I you hope know, you're I right, but I think it's important for all of us to remember that they had two opportunities to do the right thing. The most right. elemental sense of justice, do the right thing. That is, uh, at the time of the election, they held that they didn't have proper jurisdiction and yeah. that they're there had to be harm shown. Yeah. And then after the election said it was a moot issue because it had already occurred. This right. is cowardice and specious and mm -hmm. a, a disgusting lack of yeah. not only courage, but intellectual integrity. Uh, it, it's just stunning stuff. Uh, yeah, it really is. But, but like I say, the, the encouraging part is, is as every month that goes by, not only do we get more, more positive stuff going on and our voice is getting bigger, but the, um, um, the evil keeps bubbling up. I, can you believe like just recently, look, look at OEN 
AT&T, who owns DirecTV, shut them down. They're shut. They're going to be shut down this month. They're going to lose 75% of their audience. I myself flew on Frank Speech TV. Verizon won't let me. I did a thing of me and the president. I interviewed our real president, Donald Trump, in November. Since that interview, I cannot text market anybody that signed up for texting at Frank Speech because Verizon shut me down. Now, this is, you know, so what I'm saying is these, <coughs> the evil goes so far and wide. And I think that we need, you know, as, as I think we've crossed the threshold though now where um, most of it's, you know, a lot of that, they're probably 80% exposed now, mm -hmm. but now we're, and we're like, um, we're getting to the point where more and more people every day, pretend you have two buckets and you have the bucket on the right is, hey, you know, the election was stalled. You know that we have to get to a better place. You know, all these things have to be done in order for us all to get back to having a better than it was ever before with joyful lives and we have hope and, and everything else. Well, people on the on your left hand, this bucket over here, are are flying into that bucket, that other, the good bucket. That's what I'm saying. The moral compass, common sense bucket. And nobody ever jumps out of that bucket to go to the, to the nonsensical bucket. Okay. It's a one way flow and that bucket is overflowing. And I, and that, that's why I believe we've been in the greatest revival in history. I believe that people are coming back to God. I believe our schools, I have a movie coming out called, uh, uh, in a week or so, that's a whole nother thing. I, um, I, um, it's um, whose children are they? That's going to be coming out, and that's going to just go after the teachers' unions and everything. It's going to expose them. And good and, for you. Uh, this, you know, I mean, God that's, bless uh, you. You know, I mean, this. Uh, it's so. It just. It's like evil. It's been a spiritual battle of evil and good. We've been in for a long, long time. And it's all just come to this amazing head. It's uh, we are in we are living in the best time ever. I think it's historical. We're going to be part of this and if, if, of this amazing change. And I'm telling you, anybody out there listening, you better get your courage cap on because you can't sit back and hide now. It's not time to hide. You look at those those great truckers up in Canada, Lou. Now everyone says, well, what did that accomplish? That accomplished everything, you guys. There, those five provinces that dropped those mandates. You know, even though they said it has nothing to do with the truckers, we just feel it's the right time to yeah. open up our borders now with no vaccines. You don't have to come across looking like a junkie and with all these shots. You know, so they dropped that. Well, do you know what that did to the even the people in Canada? I've been fishing up there with my dad since I was 11 years old, and now I bring my family up there, my kids and grandkids and stuff. And we in northern Ontario, I had already wrote that off that, well, I'm never going to be able to go fishing there again. In my mind, I'm going something, you know, something is going to have to drastically change, and it's going to take so much time to change this evil Trudeau's, um, what, what he's been done to those people in Canada. Well, <clears throat> where we go up in Canada, there's a tribe, an Indian tribe of 1,200 of them. And I've got to know them. I've actually given my book up there. They had they had huge addiction problems up there years ago. And I've, I've got to befriend so many of them. Well, during this last two years where nobody could cross the border, they rely almost 100 percent on, on Minnesota, Illinois and uh, and Iowa people coming up for the fishing industry up there and the hunting industry and the right. commercial fishing. And they were they they were completely shut off. It was like turning off a water spigot for income to them. 
So they had been, he said, I talked to the chief up there. He said, you know, it's been, they've just reverted back to uh, poverty and stuff. And they were so happy when they lifted this. And these are just, that's just one little thing. I have a, I have a factory up in Canada that's an hour and a half out of Ottawa. And my employees up there have been so, it's like, it's like the worst case down here when you talk about mandates and stuff. Pick the worst spot you could pick, maybe New York, uh, back when uh, you can't, you know, they're, they're trying to kill the restaurants. Well, that's the way it was for them up there. And they got all these freedoms restored to them now, even though they weren't, they're not all the way back. But that was a great victory for the truck. But they're not going to tell everybody that. They're not, the news isn't going to tell you all that. And, uh, so I just, what a blessing that they did that. And they, and that's what I talk about courage, everybody in retrospect, if they wouldn't have done that, they were, you would have lost 20% of all your truckers that would have stood on their moral ground that they did not want to take that shot. And our industry, what they've done, what Biden and this, this administration and the CCP that tied in with them, what they've already done is to destroy us. Through the, the trucking, the price of it's not just the price of gas, everybody that's killing just what you go to the pumps. It's everything else revolves around that price of gas. All your raw materials, uh, lumber, cotton, everything you can think of is that we are heading towards the inflation you've never seen in history. And this is all that parallel track I talk about where we've got to get rid of the machines, we've got to fix 2020. And uh, I was just talking to our real president the other day said can you believe how fast that they've they've ruined wrecked things in just one year and i said in and uh um you know and how fast you know could to be able to get this right or stop at least stopped and they and that's where i will say too lou if you you know a lot of judges and a lot of you know in with these attorney generals too that have done some great things and a lot of judges have made rulings. You look at just the southern border. Some of these things that Biden put in, look at when he said that 100, 100 people in your company and you have to all get a shot. Well, attorney generals and, ju and judges stop that. You know what I mean? So this is what I mean, that you've got to look at the, the positives. A year ago, you wouldn't have had those positives. You follow me? I you do. Know? And, and, I, and, I, and I think our audience is, I, I think, you have brought uh, revelations uh, to uh, to the to this audience. Uh, we've heard parts of the story. I don't think anyone has heard uh, such a comprehensive view uh, right. and, and understanding uh, of of what happened uh, back on <clears throat> November third, twenty twenty. I think also uh, it, it's a shock, I'm sure, to many people to hear what you are doing, what you are planning to do uh, to mm -hmm. set the record straight, if you will. Uh, right. on that presidential election and to and to prepare the nation for this critical upcoming midterm election. Uh, we yeah. cannot afford to have a question of any kind about the integrity of this election ever, in 2022. Uh, it's too important and it is yeah. vital that we have a secure electoral system. Uh, and Absolutely. Every judge, every prosecutor, every investigator at every level had best understand that reality because the American people are demanding it of them. Absolutely, Lou. And I want to say one more thing, everybody. This was down tickets to in in Mesa in Mesa County in Colorado. You guys, there was a in 2021 there was a local election, and 
all five Republicans were hit in the polls, head over heels ahead. They would have won. They stole all five of them. We have the actual evidence in the logbook of what was taken from the machines. So this isn't just, this is all our elections. These machines need to go. I will tell this, everybody, if you, if I'll give a call to action if I can, though. If you go to, Lit, if you go to Frank Speech TV and you go down and it says, we need to or help get rid of the machines. If you go there, if you go there, you can see there's a place to sign up if, to get more information. If you're a county clerk in this country or a county commissioner or a supervisor, or in the case of New Hampshire, the town's committee men make the decision of these machines. All of you just fill that out. My, I have people waiting, teams of people that will reach out to you so you can have the courage too to sign on with this class action lawsuit or just have a team come and meet you and even your local people to get rid of these machines. These can all be getting rid of at that level, Lou. And the last thing I want to say, you guys, is called precinctstrategy.com. One of the most important things you could do yourself, besides always praying, we could, prayer is great, but precinctstrategy.com. And this, the president just endorsed this. We've been trying to get him to endorse it and um, this, what this is, there's over 200,000 spots, Lou, that are, that are actually, um, you're, you're voted in, but they're all, they've all been vacant on the Republican side for years because the Republican party, they want to control it from up above that they, they call that the deep state rhino, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what you call it. The, the, the this is the Republican establishment doesn't want, um, these seats filled. This is at the local precinct level, and that's where it all started. We need to have that foundation there of people that have the people's back, and you can do it. Most of them, you're gonna you're gonna get on the ballot, and you're gonna get right. you get on the ballot, and it's uh, um, you don't have anyone to run against you, and it's very little work, maybe a couple hours a month, but it's so important the decisions made at that level. So that's precinctstrategy.com. Precinctstrategy.com. Uh, yep. very important. Uh, and, uh, and the, uh, the other address that's very important is frankspeech.com as well. Yep. Uh, yep. You and, can watch, you can watch podcast. You can watch everything there every day. I have a show Lou every day at 6 PM central time on lindelltv.com, which is on Frank speech. But, um, we put out, I'm also going to have just, I'm going to have an evidence I want to have like an evidence. Um, we're going to be dropping like a three-hour, three-hour special, but then we're going to have it daily if you miss it, so people can see what I've seen. And this isn't stuff. This isn't cyber stuff. This is yeah. this is stuff that's you know. So many people missed what happened back in November and December. I'll tell people about something. They'll go, "Are you kidding me? What do you mean?" Uh, like this, Lou. I say, "Do you know 106,000 votes dropped in the middle of the night?" for Biden in the, in the state of Michigan. And they go, yeah, I heard about that. And I go, did you, but what did you hear? You heard that those darn mail-in votes, boy, they all go Democrat. And they go, yeah. And then I go, did you know though, in Michigan, they counted the mail-in votes on the morning of the third, not on the fourth. And they look at me, they go, what? Then where'd those come from? And I'm saying, exactly. They were, there was one little press of a button in a machine. Um, and uh, so so many things that have happened and even recent, that you hear about the, like the Racine County Sheriff in, in uh, Wisconsin, five month investigation. And, and they, he, he wanted to press felony charges because they found 
60 some thousand votes that they went to nursing homes and people that couldn't even weren't even um had the mentality to vote they and it was a shame that they they did something there that was so horrific combined with mark suckerbuck's um boxes he put around wisconsin but the racine county sheriff this is the sheriff's department wanted to press felony charges against the wisconsin election committee it's a very corrupt organization. They say five out of six of them, he was going to press felony charge. Well, the sixth one knows what they did. So they're all criminals. And uh, and just last week, somebody got to the di- district attorney, the prosecutor, and they dropped the charges. These are the things we're up against. But we're winning because it's everywhere. You can't stop the the people that are that know that this is it. We have to save our country. And uh, we're not going to do it by not communicating. So. You know, everybody needs to just keep spreading the spreading the word. I keep sending frankspeech.com. We've got four or five million people there now, and they spread the word out, and they spread the word out, and they spread the word out to other platforms. And and um, um, I hope a lot of them, a lot of y'all heard today what's really going on because there is so much hope. You can't just sit and keep watching Fox and get all depressed or watching this or watching the other stations and going, you know, oh, this is horrible, what's going on, and horrible. It's actually helping us, everybody, because people now are looking for hope, and we have all the hope we need. We have all the pieces of the puzzle to put this back together, and with God, all things are possible. And I, and I believe, Lou, we're in the greatest revival in history for Jesus. I think people are coming back to, you know, and uh, uh, repenting. A nation that turned its back on God, I said that at the Rose Garden speech, a nation had turned its back on God, and and we had, and I think, uh, you know, everybody knows where they were in December of 2019 when everything was great. Oh, everything's awesome. Merry Christmas. But but um, nobody, uh, when it gets flipped on your head and things are going as bad as they have in the last year and a half, two years, um, you really, uh, people are waking up and uh, and looking for, uh, looking for a different input to get a different output. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. And uh, and I want to say, I don't think it's going to be a surprise. One thing that you said to people, uh, and that is Mike Lindell is, I think the word was marketer. <laughs> you are a terrific <laughs> communicator uh, and a, a great American. Uh, we all appreciate deeply everything that you are doing and continue to do for this country and do so because you are simply a patriot. Mike well, Lindell. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for being with us. It's been an extraordinary hour and a half. Uh, and thank you so much uh, for being here on The well, Great America Thank you. Show. Thank you, Lou. And God bless you all. And everybody, keep the faith. This is a, we're gonna, When we get through all this, it's going to be the most amazing place we've ever been in because, uh, because of what uh, um, all this stuff that's showing its head now. And we're going we're gonna to get there. It's going to be awesome. Amen, Mike. And thanks for being with us. And thanks for all you're doing for the country. God bless you. And to everyone listening in today, thank you. Hope you'll be with us tomorrow. But among our guests will be the outstanding journalist and author, Julie Kelly. We'll be taking up her vigorous investigation and reporting on January 6th, the rally, the demonstrations, the riot that day, the arrests and the government's confinement and prosecution of hundreds of American citizens. Julie Kelly here tomorrow. Please be with us. God bless you. God bless America.
Join us again tomorrow for the Great America Podcast. Stay in the fight. Truth, justice, and the American way will prevail against all enemies, against all odds.